0: Google Argo Electrical Services, North Georgia premier electrician. Call 770-596-1437 today. Hi, this is George with Argo Electrical, and I am the search protector guy. So, this is podcast number 22. This is a deeper dive or further explanation of uh the shoreline management requirements by the corps of engineers at lake sydney lanier uh lake lanier's um starts around Dawsonville, um flows all the way down to Cumming, buford and um a huge part of it is in the gainesville area forsyth and hall county especially um Mostly uh Forsyth Hall and Dawson County are the uh the counties that are affected. So anyway, our last podcast we talked we just read through the exhibit C document that they provide you at the time of inspection. If you have one of these docks on your property that uh adjoins the lake, you'll have to have this dock inspection done by a licensed electrician every five years. It doesn't mean that you can't do the work, you just need to find someone like me that has a license that can sign off on them. Now, um, let's talk about the underground wiring. I think it's a little screwy the way they've got it laid out. It says installation from property line to shoreline service pole. It says must be underground, follow access path, no overhead wiring. only types uf and usc cable may be used and of course if you put your wire in conduit this would not be applicable so installation requirements cables or conduit and it doesn't include conduit um need to be at least 24 inches deep if you were in conduit the national electrical code says 18 inches 24 inches is only six inches deeper um and it'll keep anybody out of it. Okay, and line C talks about the warning tape must be buried around twelve inches deep. So they you can buy a big roll of this yellow warning tape and it actually has warning printed on it about five thousand times for the thousand foot roll. But um you can, you know, start that off at the beginning of your ditch as you're filling back in put the wire in, put eight, 12 inches worth of dirt on top of the wire. I would pack it down just a little bit and then you can lay your tape right in on top of it and then come back and drag the rest of the the dirt back into your ditch. Okay. Service pole it says can't be below elevation 1073 MSL. I'm sure that's close to uh sea level, um, you know, in this area, um, I know we're never gonna have the sea to rise that far, but anyway, they want it. Generally, if you go if you go on Lake Lanier and you see people that have docks, the gang plank is going to be down on a lower level, and then you come up four or five feet and you'll see, you know, is what they call the shoreline. All right. And the water may be fifteen, twenty foot from that shoreline, just depending on how full the lake is. But they want it up on that hill to where you know, the legs going to have to come up 25, 30 foot for it to get to the access point of the power at your service pole, okay? And um, they want nothing any larger than a six inch pole. Um, we generally get a four by four treated piece of lumber, square treated piece of lumber. Um, it says eight foot maximum above the ground. You can buy the eight footer and make this guy about six foot high um we like to buy the 10 footer and we can put two or three foot in the ground we can put you a what we call a yard blaster light which is you know now is an led light with a photo cell you can just leave the switch on and then when it gets dark the light will come on very nice um they have a 20 year warranty um it's about 150 dollars for that light And, of course, the last thing they got listed is they want you to use a wooden post. They don't want any metal down there. Lake Lanier sits on the largest piece of granite in the western hemisphere, okay? And up and down that lake all the time when these lightning storms run through, you know, from the spring all the way through the fall, um, it's attracted there. It's water, it's granite, both of them, um, you know, uh, transfer, they're conductive. So they, you know, have the potential to transfer electricity. All right, your shoreline panel box it says it must be at eye level. You know, a good a good height is around 60 to 65 inches. You can't go wrong with that. Of course, it always depends on who your ranger is. That um, They're the ones, the core rangers are the ones that will uh, let you know if you have a uh, something that doesn't meet their standard, okay? Um, it says the cable leading from the ground must be in a, uh, enclosed in a conduit and hardwired. So what that means is the cable coming up out of the dirt can't be just flopping on the pole. You got to put it in a conduit. A good uh, rule of thumb is a one inch to an inch and a half size conduit just makes it a lot easier to pull that wire up You know, when we do them on the side of houses or whatever, the power company requires us to put a 90. One thing about putting that elbow in the bottom of your PVC conduit, going into the dirt, it's a lot less chance that your wire is going to get pinched. If it gets pinched over time, eventually, that's probably the place it's going to burn out. Make it easy enough for a repair, but your wire is going to be short. Okay? So, service from the shoreline panel box. To the boat dock, the cable from the panel box must be hardwired into the ground fault circuitry. So what you want is you want to tie your circuit coming out of your sub panel on your four by four post into a 20 amp ground fault circuit interrupter breaker. That's a GFCI breaker. OK, and it's 20 amps. Um, so. What you'll do is you would come out of your sub panel on the four by four post and a piece of conduit, flexible conduit is acceptable. As long as it's watertight, it has to be NEMA three rated. Okay. NEMA three just simply means that it's waterproof. You can go higher NEMA four NEMA five. Um, that's really more of industrial applications that are, you know, flexible conduit and fittings that are used around, um, chemicals okay you don't really need to go that far nema 3 is fine all right only approved for wet locations that means it's a you know outdoor wet location box i say if you go into home depot and ask for nema 3 most of the people in there are going to look at you like you're crazy you want to look for the term wet location outdoor rated locking and grounding receptacles so when you know when i was talking about coming back out of your, um, your sub panel on your, uh, four by four post at the shoreline, you'll come out of that with a conduit. You'll have a, um, waterproof box. They do make PVC boxes that you can just slide the pipe right into there, seal it up with, with glue. And it's considered to be NEMA three watertight wet location approved. Personally, I like the cast boxes. They're partially metal. You can screw your fittings into that. Um, they work real well. The problem with plastic is once you, if you ever strip out the screw spots to where you're putting your cover on or whatever, you will not be able to get a new screw in there. Um, and then you'll, you know, be faced, you know, with um, trying to retap the hole or just taking the box completely off and replacing it just to replace a busted cover. Okay. But um the receptacles there at that post is a single receptacle. Um it'll be a three hole receptacle that's a twist lock. That's outdoor that makes it outdoor rated with an in use cover. <coughs> Maximum number of receptacles. Um oh excuse me, excuse me. Surplus cable for use during the low lake elevations. If you look at the drawing on your exhibit C, which is a two page document, they're going to show you 75 to hundred foot of cable. Um, Usually what we do is we'll purchase 75 foot of the SO cord or SJ cord. And um, you run it, you run it um, out of the receptacle at the shoreline post. And then you have to have a junction box mounted on Unistrut or some kind of steel on the end of the gangplank that's up about two and a half, three foot. Um, middle of the thigh is a great uh, measuring point for most people, unless of course you're really short. I'm five ten, so you know, top of the thigh is what I use, right? And um, anyway, on there you need what they call a wire keeper, something like that. It's got a Chinese finger on the on the bottom of a weatherproof proof uh, fitting connector. Um, you know, you can screw bust you a hole in the bottom of your box with a unibit or something to fit the size connector. If you're running 12-2 with the ground, it should be a half-inch connector. Um, that Chinese finger will keep someone like a kid or someone that's rolling the dock in and out, maybe just wasn't paying attention or whatever. If that thing's not in there, it'll snatch the wire And, um, when you're rolling the dock in and out and then your connections will be no good. And you'll have to pay somebody like me to come out there and fix the connections or figure it out and fix it yourself. Okay. All right. And, um, back to the surplus cable or whatever, if the lake's really up, maybe you're only using 20 foot of cable. We get, uh, we like to get like a hose, um, holder or whatever. Um, you can get a metal one. It's got two holes on the on a bracket beside it. You screw that into your post and you can roll up your excess wire right there um, on the shore. It's very manageable. Then when the lake goes out, you get ready to let your dock out. You can unroll it right there going towards the lake and let the dock out and then pull the, the wire right on out with the dock. So receptacles on the dock. All receptacles must have ground fault protection at service pole that means um you know in the old days they would put a gfi on the pole instead of buying the breaker you really want the breaker to protect the entire circuit you do not want your aluminum dock to get energized or the steel on your dock to get energized Um, they must be in weatherproof receptacle boxes with self-closing caps that's the in-use cover that i was talking about So they're saying a maximum number of receptacles on the dock is two single or one duplex receptacle. The single receptacles look like the old ones that um, we used to use for a window unit and an air conditioner or whatever. You can find them at Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, or your local parts store. I buy most of my parts from City Plumbing and Electric in Cumming, Georgia. They also have a store in Gainesville, Blue Ridge, Cleveland. Winder, I know they've got like six or seven locations, um, but they'll treat you right. Tell them George Argo sent you. um That may or may not get you a discount. All right, so your convenience outlets 15 and 20 amp rated. I would use 20 amp stuff. The difference in the 20 amp is you'll not be able to plug them into the back of the receptacle, but if you wrap that wire around your screw, bend it down, tighten it down and have the wire going in the right direction the chance of that wire ever coming out from under that screw is very very slim okay um at the post they want these receptacles to be around four foot over the ground 48 inches on the boat dock itself they want it at least 30 inches above the deck like say middle of the thigh is a pretty good reference point if you don't have a tape measure handy um All right, dock wiring must be approved for wet locations and enclosed in conduit. Now, we talked about, you know, the underground section using UF or USF wire, right? And also made the point that if you ran conduit all the way down there, you could use THHN because as long as it's in, um, you know, an approved waterproof conduit, that is acceptable wiring. On the dock, you can, you know, when we wire these docks, we want run PVC all the way around to the receptacles, to the lights, whatever the customer wants. Um, you have to have flexible conduit going across the ramp um, from the ramp to the main section of the dock. That way when the dock bends or whatever, the conduit doesn't break. Okay. And they will call you on that. Another thing is when you put this liquid con- uh, tight conduit together, um, make sure your joints are good and your connectors are good. Um, okay. So anyway, moving right along, um, end of conduit must be installed to prevent entry of moisture. That means all openings are prohibited. You need to cap it off or whatever. Um, if you use the, uh, If you use the PVC boxes, you can find caps where you bought the box, which is just a plug into the open end. that's not being used. Um, I like to use, um, what the people at the part store call a bail box. It's a weatherproof outdoor box. It's metal clad, um, kind of a composite deal, but it's a little bit harder. It's not fiberglass. It's actually metal. And, um, The entryways, you can buy them with three entries, five entries. Um, You can buy them anywhere from uh, three quarters, um, half inch, or it even goes up to a one inch size. Um, One inch is a little bit of overkill. If you're new at this or whatever, and um, you're really wanting to do it yourself, maybe you're so ambitious that you even bought a fish tape, which is what electricians use to pull wire through conduit. I highly suggest upgrading the size of the pipe, to three quarter. It'll make the wire flow a lot easier. You'll be able to pull it easier and you'll be able to fish that fish tape through your conduit much better. Half inch can be tough if you don't know what you're doing. I've been doing this almost 40 years now um, and it still gives me a fit from time to time. Okay, so um, lighting minimum requires for safe access will be allowed. Um, maximum ball size of any or for any purpose uh, floodlights or whatever on the dock is 150 watts. The good news is is you can buy LED uh, replacements um, for the old uh, you know um, the old light bulbs the the name is um, escaping me right this minute but you can buy a 20 watt light bulb that'll put out the same light. As the old-fashioned incandescent bulbs that put out 150 watts, and it's probably going to only use about 20 watts of energy. Fixtures and lights must be approved for the wet locations and mounted to the exterior, not beyond the outer perimeter of the boat dock. That means you can't put it out over the water. In the old days up here, the guys would, and girls I'm sure, would um, use a floating light. they plug the floating light in put it out over the you know the water at nighttime and it would attract the the shiners up to the light then the crappy would come up and bite and made for easy pickings i've actually used that myself but in any event your permanent fixtures on the dock cannot extend past the bottom of the boat dock um they must be aimed downward that's so nobody comes around the curve at night and they're getting shined in the eyes with lights off your dock makes a crash boom and the lighting along the path may be mushroom type with no exposed wiring um you need to put that in a conduit coming up out of the dirt and something to hold the conduit or they make some posts they're about 75 80 bucks a piece but they work real nice it's a square composite post there's even a space in there to where you can add a receptacle wherever you want it. So you would have a convenience outlet coming down the path, um, towards shoreline. Um, the mushroom type they're talking about, if you want to find these yourself and that post I was referring to has a half inch threaded hole on the top, you can either cap it off. The, the post comes with a cap, uh short nipple that's closed and, um, Or you could screw that out and use what they call a pagoda light, which, yes, does look like a mushroom. You should be able to buy these lights in either white, um, a really forest dark green. I think you can actually also buy a a polished brown, dark brown. All right. So general guidelines, all breakers, cables, cords, and receptacles must be a size to accommodate service needs it's recommended that a licensed electrician perform these installations. All right. Um, And what's going to happen is if you do it yourself and then it doesn't match up to what this drawing is and what this documentation says, um, your electrician may not sign off on your paperwork. And in any regards, you know, um, the whole point of this is, one, to let you know we do this type of work. But two is to help you remove any liability for yourself in case somebody suffers um, being shocked on your property, your dock, um, and liability is blamed on you, the homeowner, the property owner. Once again, my name is George. I'm with Argo Electrical. You can t- contact me at 770-596-1437 or you can find me online at Argo ArgoElectrical, ArgoElectrical.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, all that fun stuff. Um, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Google Argo Electrical Services, North Georgia, Premier Electrician. Call 770 596 1437.